0: Muslima Voices.
1: Sister Andrea Hunt. The title of the talk is "Empowering and Enriching Lives by Fostering the Forgotten Sunnah." Sister Andrea Hunt is an advocate for foster care. Andrea has three children of her own and is a single foster carer to three Afghan asylum-seeking young people. Her story has allowed her to facilitate Islamic awareness courses run by AXA and regularly speak about fostering and her reversion to Islam. She does this up and down the country, mashallah. Recently, Andrea has contributed to Iman Channel's Talk to me programme. Aside from her foster caring work and her da'wah, Andrea loves extreme challenges and has completed the longest and fastest zip wire in Europe. In her talk Empowering and Enriching Lives by Fostering the Forgotten Sunnah, Andrea will discuss her experience as a foster carer and how this act brought her to Islam. Can't wait to hear from you, sister Andrea assalamualaikum wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum. My name is Andrea. And
0: I am a brave, strong, empowered woman. Mm. I am now a Muslim woman, and I am a foster carer. But am I a brave woman? We as foster carers can help empower women at the lowest point in their lives. One of the most amazing, selfless women I ever had the pleasure and privilege to work with. She had a bad start in life. She had her children very young, and she had abusive partners. She was so clever. So kind, so gentle, so artistic, that she let her children go to be adopted. She did this because she just wanted her children to be safe and happy. And she felt she could not manage to mend herself without wasting any more years of their childhood. Well, these children, they are happy and safely adopted, but this woman did not give up. She went on to secure a happy, healthy marriage. She... Uh, Had a further child. She passed all social services criteria to be took off their books. So she kept that child. She got a job. She went to college, and she's now at university training to be a nurse. Now that is one brave, strong woman. All my qualifications are now uh, irrelevant. There's no such things as O levels or NVQs anymore. But I have worked for the past twenty years in my home as a foster carer, and it was through caring for the unaccompanied asylum seeking young people that opened my eyes to islam and then allah opened my heart alhamdulillah and i'm here to tell you today that fostering does take courage as well as compassion it does take long hours as well as moments of sheer delight we make a difference to individuals to families to the lives of women internationally. We are empowered to change people's lives from children babies even to grandparents and quite simply we don't have to go out to work to do it. So back in the day I was blessed with being given a large council house and due to family circumstances um, changing I was left with a spare bedroom and I thought it the right thing to do to uh, use this room constructively. So I came across fostering and with the wish to be a stay-at-home mum I decided it was an ideal solution that this room be used for a foster child or three. So, moving on. Now picture this. A young boy, dirty, smelling of bonfire and garbage water, has nothing but the filthy few clothes that he stands up in. He has a lost, haunting, distrusting look on his face. But cloaking that is a look of vulnerability that stings my eyes as well as my heart. Now this picture, is it of a boy in a refugee camp the other side of the world? Is it a picture of a boy waiting to climb on a lorry in Calais in the, or from La Jungle back in the day? No, this boy is on my doorstep. So... Now then, imagine what the young man must see. White woman, long flowing hair, speaking loudly, loudly, laughing, greeting him and the social worker in a language he doesn't understand. He can smell food that perhaps he's never smelt before or eaten before. And then, to top it all, two scantily dressed teenagers shout, Hiya! Welcome! And they expect a high five off him and shouting that they may well be back late, they waft past us through the door in a sea of perfume. This is fostering. What do I do? What does the young man want me to do? What I do is care. What the young man needs is caring for. So roll forward eight years. This young man's having a very busy year. He's just graduated from university. He's found himself a beautiful, pious wife and is now opening his own business. So now I'm a mum in law to a lovely Bengali girl. I have a massive, amazing, extended Bengali family, mashallah. And this is not the only boy who has succeeded through care like this. Now then, am I a brave woman? On the news of my reversion to Islam, a very, very good friend of mine said, and I quote, if there was ever a woman who had the strength and courage to embrace Islam in the unaccepting climate of the world today, it would be you. So, as a Muslim woman, I tether my camel, I fear Allah only, and I rely on Allah the empowering only. Islam has the answer for everything, and we're rewarded for so much, including rubbing the head of an orphan, as well as just smiling. It is for me a plateau or a sea of peace and calm, and our duty is first to Allah, but then it is to humanity. Now, I've had 98 placements and three very precious children of my own, and I think children are influenced by many things media, school, society but mostly from their home or the place where they live. Foster care is like another emergency service, we are vital for the safety and well-being of these children day and night. But we are also under-resourced. We need women, sisters, to do this fostering. They can do it on their own or with a partner. It says in Islam that women are strong, empowered and valued, but we must look after ourselves along with the next generation and other women's children when they are struggling. For mothers of the asylum-seeking children, our Muslim sisters around the world, we need to step forward and provide good care for their children. And after their chaotic and very dangerous journeys across Iran and Europe, we need to provide a place for them to be safe and educated. And when I meet these other women, these other mothers, mostly on video chat, those beautiful, bashful, modest, humble women from Afghanistan and the like, I recognise that change for them is slow. But for us sisters here in the UK, we can embrace our opportunities and provide care for the sons and daughters of these less fortunate sisters. We as foster carers, we do get knocked down, but we literally get back up again the next day with love, care and determination to carry on another day, or should I say, a Mother's Day. Love, care, love and care are powerful and empowering. Fostering is loving, caring and empowering. As foster carers, we can enable whole families, not just children, to recognise and access true equality. And if we all get to know what true equality looks like, and what it feels like, then we can all be equal in an enabled world. So, finally, I'd like to say, be brave, be strong, be loving, be caring, be a foster carer. I'm not here today to endorse any fostering agency or local authority, but I am here to say we need more Muslim foster carers. May Allah lead and guide us all to the best of actions, reward us greatly, and allow us an
1: easy path to the best of this world. And the next army. Jazaklah, sister Andrea my last plant, I'll accept all your efforts and reward you with the highest of Jannah I mean. With um fostering, some sisters are reluctant to foster because if they foster a male then they have to wear their hijab all the time. Um, around that male if they foster for example if they have their own children and they uh, foster the opposite gender then they're mixing their children with a non-mahram as well without you know Subhanallah, i know none of us are scholars here so to give the islamic um, guidance we would have to do our own research but how do you find that and what advice would you give when when
0: i go up and down the country doing these talks the the imams of the mosques that, that i go to are often asked this question, and generally generally like you say I'm you know I'm no scholar it's all to do with intention it's all to do with weighing up the importance of these children not only asylum seeking children needing Mm. a family home and a family environment and generally that's the the short answer to it and obviously I think there is some discussion about foster children being like your own children if you have them long-term etc as well but I won't clarify any of that because um, there's different opinions out there. I myself um, see all my boys all the many many that I've had um, I suppose being a revert system makes it a lot different because as a non-Muslim I had Muslim children if you like and um, I always celebrated Eid with them um, and all the boys of the area would have Eid in my house we come I come from a very non-Muslim area and uh, really that just progressed because when I became Muslim and then did Asylum Seekers again that well they were adult males by this time we still all celebrate uh, Eid day together even if it's just a cup of tea and a few you know nuts and biscuits we still all, all, all do it together. Be, a bit,
1: we, have, like I said, it's about intention, isn't it? Um, you were saying just weighing up the priority here, and the priority being that these children need to be taken care of and to bring them into a Muslim home rather than a non-Muslim home as well. Uh, if someone wanted to find out more about fostering, there is an organisation called My Foster Family. It's okay, My exactly. Foster Family. So if you would like more information, please go to My Foster Family. Mm-hmm. Muslim voices. Mm-hmm.